In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. This morning, dear faithful, we have this wonderful privilege of celebrating this solemnity of the Feast of Corpus Christi. Last Thursday, we had the feast day itself, and today the Church allows us to celebrate with a greater solemnity the wonders of this wonderful feast. This feast day is the day that we recount or commemorate the body and blood of our Lord. Um, This mystery of our faith is so central that we call it even the mystery of faith. Not just one of the mysteries of faith, but the mystery of faith. These are the words that the priest uses when he brings about the confecting of the sacrament at the consecration, the mystery of faith. But we mustn't forget that this mystery is not just Holy Communion. It's not just the fact that our Lord comes to us in the Mass, but it is also a sacrifice. And these two aspects are two aspects of the same mystery. It is both a sacrifice and a sacrament. And we find both of these aspects united together in the Holy Mass. And it is the Holy Mass that we refer to as the heart of the Church. It's that title of Heart of the Church that I'd like to explain this morning. Why is it that we call the Mass the Heart of the Church? And one reason, for there are many, one reason is that it does the same role for the Church that the heart does for the body. As the heart sends out the blood to the various organs of the body, giving them life and health, and then brings the blood back again, so too the Mass is both the source of all spiritual life and it is the channel through which all our works return to God. So just as the heart has this double motion of sending out and receiving again, so too the Holy Mass gives to us all good things and it receives them back again. It is a beautiful reality this Mass being the heart of the Church. And so this morning let us see how is it that the Church performs, or the Mass performs this double role. First of all, it makes available to us, to all souls, the infinite graces of our Lord's passion and death. It allows us to receive of these graces through Holy Communion, through the Holy Eucharist. When we come to the communion rail and receive our Lord's body and blood, we are receiving the fruits of Calvary. Just as the Mass is the reenactment of Calvary, the fruit of the Mass, this Holy Communion, shares with us these infinite graces. The Catechism of the Council of Trent makes very clear that in this Holy Communion we have the body, blood, soul and divinity of our Lord, whole and entire under each species, both under the bread and the wine. But not only under each species, but whole and entire under each part of each species. Each host in the ciborium, each particle of the host, each drop in the chalice. Our Lord was very kind to us when he instituted this wonderful sacrament in this way. He allows this reality of his body and blood to be presented in such a way that it causes no offence to our human sensibilities. 
He knows how much we need this sacrament, how much we need him, how much we need union with him. And so he gives us the possibility of this union in such an easy way. He knows how much we need it. He tells us, Amen, Amen, I say to you, except you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you shall not have life in you. And so if we wish to have this life, we must partake in his body and blood. And we can do this so easily in the sacrament of the altar. Now, our Lord, he gives us so generously his body and blood through the Mass. But he doesn't give us his body without an expectation of return. And this is one part that we may easily forget. The life force of grace that we receive in Holy Communion, it must find its way back to Calvary. It must come back to the Mass. Our Lord tells us, if I be lifted up, I will draw all things to myself. By his death on the cross, he began to draw, not just to give himself to feed souls, but to draw them back again. This is the symbolism of the little drop of water that the priest places in the chalice. This little drop of water represents all that we bring with us to Mass, our sacrifices, our contributions, our efforts to overcome temptation. All of these the priest places into the chalice, and then, forming one with our Lord's sacrifice, it is offered to the Father. And this is something that our Lord takes very seriously. He expects this return. And if we come back to Mass, empty-handed, with no efforts on our part, then he will be displeased. We must come back with a few sacrifices. We must put the graces that we receive in our communions to good work, whether it's through prayers, through practicing the virtues, patience, charity, a few extra prayers, maybe a spiritual communion throughout the week. All of these we bring back and add them to the chalice. If we don't, if we come back empty-handed time and time again, we will become like the tree in the gospel where our Lord told the parable of the man going to look for fruit on the tree. And he says, three years I've come looking for fruit and I found nothing. Cut it down. Why cumbereth it the ground? That tree will be us if we don't put these graces to work. If we don't make an effort to bring back to Mass something in the course of our week. We have no excuses. Our Lord, he takes nothing as an excuse. There's another episode from the Gospel where he shows us his expectation of fruit. He's hungry. He's going with his apostles and he sees a tree, a fig tree. And he goes to look for some fruit and he finds nothing. And he curses the fig tree. And they go on their way. The very next day they come past the same fig tree and the apostles point out, Look, Lord, that tree that you cursed, it's now withered. The leaves are brown, it's dying. And the gospel tells us it was not the time for figs. So we might wonder, is that fair that our Lord expects figs of a tree when it's winter and then he curses the tree and it dies? Is that fair? Well, we know that there are no accidents with our Lord. Everything he did and said was to teach us a lesson. And the lesson of this poor tree is to tell us that there are no excuses for not producing fruit because we have all that we need 
in the Holy Eucharist. Our Lord gives us everything that we need to produce fruit. And so even though, like the tree, we might not feel like producing fruit, we might not be up to the task, we must not let this hold us back. Our Lord cursed the tree, and the tree died. We must not become like that tree. And so today, on this, the solemnity of Corpus Christi, we remind ourselves of this great mystery. But this mystery is not just a receiving. It's not just receiving our Lord's body and blood. It's also a means of giving, a way to give back to God our fruits through the Mass, to be united with this sacrifice. As all good things come to us, along with our Lord in Holy Communion, so too it is through the Mass that he expects a return. We mustn't come back to Mass empty-handed. And so today let us ask for the grace of being faithful to the graces that we receive, that we may put them into action, that we may work on our faults, that we may practice the virtues. And in this way we will bear much fruit, and then our Holy Communions can truly become for us what they are meant to be, the pledge of eternal life. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.